Aloha, Penn Nation. What's up, guys? You're now tuned into yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. As always, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Had a bit of a hiatus there, but we are glad to be back with more awesome content and more great conversations. We've got two guests for this episode. We're going to kick things off with American Kickboxing Academy founder and head coach, mentor to many incredible athletes in the sport of mixed martial arts, Javi Mendez. Javi's going to join us and preview the return of Cain Velasquez as he's set to face Francis Ngannou. We'll discuss uh, the future of Daniel Cormier, Habib Nurmagomedov as well. Always a pleasure to speak with Javi. And then our second guest for this episode, recently returned to combat sports, was very successful, won a title in bare-knuckle boxing, a sport that was tailor-made for this gentleman, if you ask me, and many others, Leonard Bad Boy Garcia. So let's waste no time. We'll jump right into it. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. First up, Javier Mendez. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show founder and head coach of the world-famous American Kickboxing Academy and mentor to countless champions in combat sports, the one and only Javier Mendez. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to speak with us today, Javi. How was the trip down to Phoenix? Uh, trip down to Phoenix was awesome. It was only a little under two hours. and Anything under two hours is fantastic for me. I hate being on planes. <laughs> nice short flight right down, to, right down there to Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona, of course, being uh, the stage that is set for UFC's debut on ESPN and one of the most highly anticipated comebacks in MMA's history as your longtime student and friend, Cain Velasquez, returns following a two-and-a-half-year layoff to face Francis Ngannou. First things first, Javi, obviously everybody is buzzing about Cain, but how excited are you personally to see one of your star pupils finally get back to action? Uh, I wouldn't call it excited. I'm just, uh, just anxious to... <laughs> He retained that crown, you know, and I believe he's going to do it, you know. And so I'm anxious to see, you know, um, the challenge is, is, is big. You know, the first time out fighting uh, the guy that I happen to think is the most dangerous out of all the guys for us, with the exception of DC, because that'll never happen. Um, but yeah, you know, fight the, the to me the most dangerous guy on, on the first uh, trip back. It, it's it's a challenge, you know. Now, you've told me in previous conversations that Kane coming back was just a matter of time, and now here we are, the camp is done, it's fight week. How was training camp for uh, for Kane this time around, in your opinion? Was it business as usual for you guys? Mm, no, training camp was different. It, it was uh, him being smarter, him uh, calling us and saying, hey, I'm taking the day off, uh, I'm feeling tired, hey, I'm only going to do this today. Uh, you know, so it was. it's been great. He's stronger than ever. Uh, you know, his, his weight is on point, you know, his mind is on point, his body's on point, you know, everything's done right this time around, and he's learned how to take care of himself a lot better than ever, um, you know, and the rest is, uh, you know, been two and a half years off, and most of that time he was spent with his family, healthy, but, you know, he just wanted to focus on the family, due to the fact that, you know, his contract was, was not where he wanted to be, so, hey, you know, if the contract's not going to change, then I'm going to spend time with my family, you know, because he loved doing that anyway. So, but now everything's perfect. You know, the, 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 you know, his newborn's a one year old now and he spent all the time he needed with him and, and now he's, he's ready to go. He's ready to, you know, get out there and, and, and see if he still has what it takes to, to get that title. And I believe he 
Now, it sounds to me like uh, in our previous conversations, we've talked about, you know, Kane kind of overtraining. It sounds to me like he is he's taking the time to, to notice when to take the foot off the pedal now for this camp anyway. Well, it's not just for this camp. He's learned, you know, after multiple things to, to learn how to take care of his body better. Right. He, he knows more so now. So, no, he's, 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 he's doing really well in that department. Because I can't read the guy. Sometimes I can when I see overtraining and I make him stop. But for the most part, I can't read it, you know, and, and unless it's, uh, it's to that. In other words, when it's to that point where it's too much, it's kind of that's when I notice it. But they know it before I do. So he's learned to do that. So it's of fantastic. Course. And he's also learned to do what he wants to do, what his body tells him to do. And that's smart, too. You know, so he's, he's learned to, to train very hard. Now, as you had mentioned with the, the contract situation, Kane had said something in- interesting yesterday about possibly leaving MMA if the UFC hadn't made, made him a good offer. Was there any point uh, when this comeback was being planned that you guys had doubts about the deal actually getting done? I never did. I, you know, I'm never involved in the negotiations, so I don't know what went back and forth. But, you know, I knew that, that uh, whatever the deal was, that they would want him back because, you know, he's a very important part in the heavyweight division. You know, Absolutely. he's an exciting heavyweight, and uh, people love seeing him. And so, no, I, I have no doubt that they would they would come and uh, work it out. And they have. You know, they, he's, he's happy with his contract. What it is, I don't know, so I can't speak on something I don't know. Uh, but, but he's very happy with it. Of course, of course. You know, following the, the kind of layoff that Kane ha- has had and with all the talk about whether or not he'd actually return over the past couple years, I'd imagine that a lot of people are wondering if we'll see the Kane Velasquez that we are all accustomed to or if this time away will affect his performance at all. However, you know, I'm willing to bet that not only has he not lost a step, but we might see the best Kane to ever step foot in the octagon. Yeah, he hasn't lost a step. He's actually smarter. He's uh, technically better, uh, still stronger. So, no, you're going to see a better, improved version uh, of Kane. You're not going to see the old Kane. Expect a new Kane. Expect a better version of what you've seen in the past. That's what you will expect. That's what I'm expecting. And that's what he's expecting. So, you know, everybody will be in for a treat. You know, he, he's, he's a great one for a reason, and he's going to prove it again why, why he is a great one. If not the greatest, uh, I think he's the greatest. But, you know, time will tell when everybody will realize he is the greatest. Now, all that being said, when you're working with an athlete the caliber of Kane, there's really no need for a tune-up fight, right? Um, there's always need for a tune-up fight. I would always love a tune-up fight, but Kane doesn't care who he fights. He doesn't tune the opponents. You put him in front of him, tell me how to beat him, and I'm going to kick his ass. That's his attitude. So right. It doesn't matter. For, for me, it does. I, I want easy fights. So right. <laughs> if I give Kane 20 easy fights, then I'll fucking do it. But he doesn't care. He, you know, he's here. He's a fighter, and... He'll fight anybody. He's not afraid of any man. He believes he's the best. And whoever you put in front of him, he's going to beat him. That's his attitude, and that's a great attitude to have. It certainly is. And, you know, as you as you were talking about, he's truly one of the most dominant athletes in the game, well-rounded with the best cardio in the division. But he's making his return against one of the scariest punchers we've ever seen. Give us your thoughts on this matchup against Ngannou. Uh, he's the most dangerous guy that we could have gotten. Uh, he's the only guy that has the best chance. And uh, because of that power, and that's it. But, but Kane's too smart. He's not going to fall trap for that, you know. So he's going to do what he needs to do to nullify that. And and it's, it's no secret, you know. He's going to take his ass down, and he's going to beat the crap out of him. That's that's. There's no secret about that. And if he gets up, he's going to take him down again. 
If he gets up, he'll do it again. So it's just it's just a matter of how many times Ngannou's going to have the energy to stand up before he gets smashed. That's all. Right. Yeah. That, that, smash that, him, you know? that's that he's got the one power. He's got the power shot that that you know we're banking it ain't going to happen. Yeah, that, that segues into my next question perfectly. You know, the obvious and easiest path to victory is the the pace and wrestling of Kane, but he's also a very talented striker as well. Should we? So it sounds like we should expect to see a ground and pound mauling in this fight, or would you guys possibly no, have to no, expose some just, holes yeah, in Francis's can't. stand-up game as well? No, we're going to have to strike with him too. There, there's no way possible. You, you, if he goes just with the mindset, we're just going to wrestle it's pretty stupid. That's not MMA. You know, Kane, Kane has got a high IQ in MMA. So Kane isn't going to just go wrestle with him. No, he's going to punch his face. He's going to kick his legs. You know, he's going to play MMA and then can take his butt down and, and drown him. You know, that's what he does. Right, right. Now, a big win on Sunday. Kane is right back there at the top where he belongs. But his teammate and friend DC has the title. Have you guys discussed what the plan is moving forward? Is, is Kane focused on the title at this point? Nah, there's no need to discuss because him and DC will never fight, and DC is going to retire, you know, uh, soon. So, so DC will have one fight, you know, maybe two. Who knows? And but DC is going to call it quits, you know. And I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that DC gets Brock the fight he wants, and then he'll ride off into the sunset like he wants it, become the great commentator and host for shows that he is. I mean, that guy's destined to be in in, in the spotlight, you know, and, and that's announcing. You know, and hosting shows, that's what DC is all about, you know, and then he's going to continue coaching. And hopefully I can keep him as a coach at the gym, but he's such a popular guy that uh, media wants him everywhere. So we'll see. Yeah, he truly is a very, very talented commentator. But, you know, the reason I ask, obviously they would never fight, but I was wondering, you know, what the game plan is in regards to if DC decides to take two fights, does Kane take another fight before looking at that title shot when, when DC retires, or do we just kind of got to let the dust settle at this point? No, you know, knowing Kane, you know, if DC decides to take another fight, he's not going to want to settle and wait for something to come up. He'll take another fight. That's what Kane is. You know, he. You know, he, he'll, he'll take another fight. He's not opposed to that. You know, it's, it's just a matter of, like you said, when the dust settles, we'll see what happens. But, but uh, you know, we're talking a little bit far ahead because we first got to get past Ngano. And, Absolutely. You know, I believe I believe we will, but we got to get past Ngano, and then uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, um, I, I look at it as, in the perfect ending. I look at it, uh, DC stepping down and Kane taking over. Okay, now... Obviously, you know, we're talking hypotheticals here, but there's been some talk about Kane fighting John Jones. Kane had said uh, a few days ago that he'd be interested in that matchup, and he's confident that he could defeat Jones. Is that a fight you see happening, or is that matchup out of the question until DC hangs them up for good, in your opinion? No, I see that fight happening. I would love for Jones and Kane to go at it. I think Kane will smash him, and I really mean that. So I, I believe that that fight would be great, you know, it would be great for everybody, everybody would love to see that, and um, yeah, no, I have, I'd love to see that fight, I'm all for that one. Right, big payday for both guys, and, and definitely a, yeah, a great huge, matchup. Yeah, huge payday, two great fighters, you know, uh, you know, uh, to me, two great fighters, you know, and, and, and they're colliding, you know, it's a, it's a colossal fight. Now, we've kind of touched on this a bit with DC, but changing gears here for a moment. Cormier had said last week, or this week rather, that his plan of retiring at 40 will be pushed back due to, due to uh, an injury for, for a little bit of time. Uh, he said that he's not waiting for Brock, but like you said, 
That's the obvious big payday for Daniel. Stipe keeps campaigning for the rematch. There's that bad blood with John Jones. That still exists. Assuming he does have one more fight or two more fights before he retires, what's the matchup that you really want to see? It is Brock. Uh, okay, so if it's not Brock, then 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 for me, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's. I mean, Stipe's waiting, and I don't know why he's waiting. I think he should fight like everybody else does. When he gets starts like he did, most people, you know, they don't wait for for a rematch. They fight somebody else and get back on the wagon. You know, you know what happened when when uh, happened to Kane with Dos Santos. Kane didn't wait for a rematch. He went out there and beat up whoever they asked him to beat up and he got back to the title shot you know and i mean that's what you should be doing instead of saying i'm waiting i mean you, you know unless it was a fight fight you know but when you know things happen you know people people want to see entertaining fights you know and and, and uh if you have uh, you know a wipeout then the people don't necessarily want to see a rematch it's it comes down to what they're willing to pay you know and this is a this is not a sports sport. It's more of an entertainment, you know, prize fighting, you know. So whoever gets the biggest prize is the one that's going to, you know, fight. So if you're not going to draw the eyeballs to the screen and you're going to fork out your dollars, then the UFC is not going to put you in there. So it really comes down to whoever the UFC is offering you. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, uh, just the – just the, the when you consider – everything that these guys go through on the day-to-day and then to finally get in there and compete, you should really only be looking for the best monetary gains for your yourself as, you know, an individual in this sport. But, it, it, you know, just to recap there, if it's not going to be Brock, you would say maybe Stipe if he gets another win? Yeah, uh, maybe Stipe, you know, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, or hey, who knows, maybe Jones at heavyweight uh, if it's not Brock. But I want it to be Brock and then he's, be done that's what i want that's what i want i've always wanted that everybody time you guys ask me i want him to fight brock lesnar make the biggest payday that he deserves and then retire like he's like he wants to that's what we as all all his coaches want that for him we don't want him to fight past brock and brock has is not in the table yet but hopefully you know we keep pushing for it maybe it'll happen i don't know yeah it seems like there's a lot of moving parts there and a lot of uncertainty but I agree with you, man. Hopefully that fight gets made and, and DC gets that huge payday that he's that he's uh, long overdue for. Uh, but before we get back to, to Sunday in Phoenix, I just wanted to discuss Khabib for a moment. Uh, he's publicly expressed not wanting to fight Nevada anymore and that the politics played a big part in the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission ruling. Do you agree with him on that? Yes, I agree with him on that because, number one, if you listen to the Nevada, they're saying, you know, they, they condone what he did. They fined the $500,000. But at the same time, too, they want him to do an anti-bullying thing so he can come back in, in April. But, but yeah, you know, and then they're talking about trying to see what they can do about stopping fighters from doing what Connor did. So, okay, so here you are. You're, you're outright saying that, that Habib was being bullied. You know, you're right. You're out, that's what they're saying. And then they want Habib to do an anti-bullying program. Right, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, and then you're charging him five hundred thousand dollars, okay? And Connor gets fifty thousand, but yeah, he's the one that started the bullying in the first place, and all he all Habib did was stood up for himself. But you want him to do an anti-bullying program, so Habib is going to tell you, "F you, I am not doing that." I go, "Yeah, you got this all wrong. I'm not the one that started this. I'm just the one that finished." It. Okay, number one, number two, you you have a situation where where his his uh, his coaches cornermen, you know, sparring partners, 
they went in after Habib jumped the cage, okay? So so his cousin jumped the cage, looking to see where he can do help Habib. And what does Connor do when he jumps the cage? Connor sucker punches him. So then he fights with Connor, and then he gets fined for a year, and then 25000 He didn't make that kind of money. Why are they finding him so much money? And Zubaira, Zubaira is looking around trying to see where he can help. He's not swinging at anybody. And then what does he do? Connor swings at him too. So it's kind of like... You find them a year. It's like you know, if anybody should have got a year, should have been Habib, not not his the people that came in to try to help him. So I think they did them wrong too. So that's another reason why he's not happy. So yeah. that's why he he's very honorable, and he said, "Hey, I will not fight until my my brothers are out of out of out of their fine suspension too, and I will not fight in, in, in Nevada." You know what? As much as I hate it because I love gambling, I don't blame him. Right. Well, you know, Dana said that that Habib. Can't sit out till November as a champion, but I agree with you, man. It's pretty noble of him to protest the one-year suspension of his teammates and not compete until November. Uh, but do you think the UFC is going to maybe put the pressure on him here? And do you think they'd actually try to strip Habib if he refuses to cooperate and compete before November? Well, who knows what the UFC is going to do? They got to run the company. They, you know, the, the the ball needs to keep rolling. So if they're if they're in a good situation and they realize the magnitude of how big of a star Habib is, uh, personally, they will give him his thing, keep, let him keep his title because they know he's in the right. They know he's in the right. So I don't see the UFC stripping him because of this. I don't see that at all. I think I think worse the UFC may do an interim title and they'll probably do it between the two people that deserve it, which would be Tony and Dustin. And But the thing is, would Tony do an interim title? He's already, in his mind, the interim champion, you know, so right. why would Tony want to, you know, so if they say, Tony, defend your interim title, maybe that would entice him, but, but in that regard, but that's the only thing. But if Tony uh, declines, then what about Aliquinta and, and Dustin uh, fighting for an interim title? If they do it, if they do that, I'm just me talking, but no, 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 you're right. You're right there again, just like with every other situation, there's a lot to consider there. Uh, but you said, I, I believe a few weeks ago that, uh, you'd like to see a rematch with Connor and, uh, th- that it would be the biggest money fight in, in history. It's hard to argue with, with you on that one, man. And, uh, you know, obviously you're looking out for the best monetary gain for your athlete, but how likely do you think that is that it is that that fight actually happens again for a, for a second time? Uh, not likely. Habib is not about the money. I am. <laughs> Habib, Habib is no coach. He doesn't deserve it. Let him work his way back up. So, no, Habib's not about that fight, you know. But this is the thing, though. The UFC is in control who they offer. You, you don't get to pick and choose who you want. This company runs a, a company for a reason. They right. tell you who, who's available to fight. You say yes or you say no. If you say no, well, okay, then that they offered you a fight. They're obligated to offer it. If you decline it, that puts your contract as as, as, as settled. So whether they uh, do uh, an interim title with somebody else or strip you of the title, that, that's within their rights. They don't do anything that's not within the contract. They always follow the contracts. So that's what I'm thinking. So if they offer Connor and Habib said no, well, then, you know, I don't know what happened. But I, I, I know Habib want to say no. But, you know, you never know. Anything's possible, right? Yeah, and again, I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, get the biggest payday, man. Go go for that money. Uh, but, yes, but I want. <laughs> but aside from Connor, there's been some talk about GSP dropping down to fight Habib. Of course, you've got Tony, Dustin Poirier, as you mentioned, uh, both waiting for their chance. What's the second best option, in your opinion, from your point of view? Oh, from prize fighting? 
Yeah. GSP, yeah, absolutely. Did I lose you there? Okay. Yeah, so GSP, do you think, uh, I mean, has there any, have you heard any rumblings of this? I mean, do you think that is that could become a reality? Nah. No, I haven't heard any rumblings. The only rumbling I heard that, that was more anything was a, was a Mayweather. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one too, huh? How, how did that even come about? I mean, do you think that uh, for first of all, obviously Khabib has the wrestling credentials to to go with anybody in mixed martial arts, but the boxing world, you would you would be happy seeing him step into that realm? Now, if that's what he wants to do, we'll prepare uh, to go with it, you know, and we'll train them, uh, you know, how we need to to try to get a victory, you know. It ain't no easy task, that's for damn sure. Right. But you know, Habib is up for the challenge. If it got presented, he's up for it. Yeah. And again, like we were talking about with paydays, it doesn't get any better than Floyd Mayweather. No, hell no. That, that's the biggest payday you could make. Absolutely. But it's the biggest challenge that Habib can make. That's why he'd be up for it. True, true. And that, that, speak, that speaks volumes to his his uh, character. So uh, we'll have to see how that all that shakes out. But all right, Javi, you've been more than generous with your time, man. Let's wrap this thing up. Getting back to Sunday in Phoenix, for all the fans out there that are eagerly awaiting the main event on ESPN. How does this fight play out, and how big of a statement do you think Cain Velasquez makes in his return? Um, I feel he's going to make a huge statement, but I never predict rounds. I always go five-round mauling, so I go five rounds uh, uh, to zero. You know, Cain's hand's going to be raised, and people are going to go the champs back. And uh, in conclusion, is is Cain the heavyweight champion yet again before the end of 2019? Uh, everything being equal, thinking hopefully Daniel gets his one fight, hopefully soon, maybe, maybe summertime, I don't know. Uh, then, yeah, I would say Kane gets his title back uh, the, before the end of the year. Awesome, awesome. All right, listen, thanks again, Javi. Best of luck to you guys this weekend, and I hope we can catch up again soon. Very much looking forward to this fight and the return of one of your greatest pupils that you've had over the years. Uh, you have a great day, brother. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me. All, All right, right. Bye. Later. Always a pleasure to speak with Javi. I know all you guys will be tuning in to watch Kane return to action tonight on ESPN. Very dangerous opponent. But if there's anything we know about Kane Velasquez is that he is a conqueror. But let's keep it moving like we always do. BJPenn.com radio, the fighter's voice. Closing out this episode, the bad boy himself, Leonard Garcia. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show longtime MMA veteran and one of the most exciting warriors to ever compete in combat sports, the one and only Leonard Bad Boy Garcia. Thanks for joining us today, Leonard. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, buddy. It's good good talking to you guys again. Yeah, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Let's waste no time, though. We'll jump right into it. February 2nd, you made your Bare Knuckle FC debut in Cancun against fellow MMA veteran Julian Lane. You stopped him in the second round. Give us your thoughts on the fight and your performance. Man, I I, I thought it was a, a great fight. I thought it was a um, you know it was a, it was a solid outing. Um, of course, you know I had a little rust early on in the beginning, and uh, you know Julian kind of he clipped me with the good shot, and, and uh, he woke me up, and uh, you know he made me made me really uh, start listening to, to to my coaches in the corner. I didn't go nuts like I used to. So I think a lot of good things came of it. Um, I, I I did frown on the fact that uh, the weight was uh, 
was an issue. I think the weight was uh, 165 is a little too heavy for me. Um, me trying to keep pounds on instead of uh, just getting into shape like I usually do uh, was was something that, that I didn't enjoy. Um, and uh, I think, you know, it's just in, in the future, I don't think I'll ever fight that heavy again, but I don't know. Right, so it sounds to me like, you know, regardless of the, the weight situation, obviously you're happy to get the win, but you're even more happy to, to kind of uh... – to, to show some patience in your, in your fighting style. Absolutely. You know, I feel like uh, most of the time, if uh, the old Leonard would have got dropped like that, you would have seen uh fiery blaze of glory, you know what I right. mean? Coming out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really felt like I, I picked my shots well in the second round. I was able to land a really good uh, couple, you know, a couple, I knocked him down twice. I think the first knockdown was more of a push if that right hand would have landed, I think it would have went down anyways because his feet were so off. But uh, I knew he was going to come after me, and uh, I think I felt like uh, uh, I didn't go nuts and and uh, didn't close my eyes and just start swinging for the fences. I kept my punches pretty clean, and uh, you know it showed, man. I was able to land a really good left hook at the end of that first round that um, had Julian uh, hurt really bad, man. How he got up from that, like God dang. That dude, <laughs> he's tough man because uh, uh that that left hook it landed so hard that i felt it like into my shoulders and back like it was a very good connecting punch and uh i thought he was gone man and and he got up and he made the count and uh it, it blew me away that he was able to do that well i'll tell you what at the end of the day i'm sure it was good for you to to be able to fight a guy with that kind of tenacity and 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 somebody who's willing to come back like you have many times in your career, but I'm wondering, did Julian do anything in there that surprised you at all? Man, you know, um, he hit harder than I thought he was going to hit. I don't know if that was because of the bare knuckle uh, or or because of the size. Uh, I was, however, taken by by the the amount of power he was able to generate and and with with pretty short punches. He 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 was pretty crisp. Um, he wasn't swinging the way I'd seen him swing. He used to duck into. Uh, that's why I was working an uppercut. Um, I'd noticed in a lot of his other fights, he'd duck every time he'd throw a punch. And uh, wherever he went to train, I guess they cleaned that up. Um, he didn't lunge as much this round, you know, this fight. So uh, his, his technique and his power were, were two things that, that I, I had a lot of respect for after the fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, you know, obviously, as you're mentioning – uh, Julian, tough guy. You did get the finish, but it, was this the heaviest you've ever fought? One sixty-five. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 That, and um, huh. my wife kept telling me, uh, you know, during the build-up of the fight, we even when we were when we were both at at sixty-five, I didn't get much heavier. Um, afterwards, I, I think I, I weighed in at sixty-five, and then that night I weighed in at seventy-one or seventy-two. So I didn't get much heavier, but I just you know, having to carry that much weight, I didn't get ripped. You know what I mean? I didn't get cut up like I used to. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, 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 I mean, it, of course it didn't bother me, but, um, my wife kept telling me, he looks, he looks pretty big, you know? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, he's not. he don't look that, you know, he's muscular, but he, he don't look, he don't look that big. I remember, uh, when we got in there and, uh, we're sitting right across from each other. And of course they sing the national anthem and then the Mexican anthem. And I'm sitting there looking at him the whole time. We're staring each other out, and I was like, "God dang it, she was right again." He is big. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, no, it's it 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 is a it is a heavyweight class. I I do feel like I have the power to be at that um, in that division. I, I I really do feel like um, all the guys that I sparred with that were around that weight, I I felt well with. I I didn't feel like their power was, um, you know, very very like a detrimental thing that's gonna ever keep me from fighting at that weight class again. It's just. My wife's kind of against it, and uh, I like being a little more cut up. And, and uh, I think I think fifty five is more more uh, of a of a smarter weight class, anyways. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you there at all. Uh, you know, considering the majority of your career was at one forty five, but what was it like for you to step back into a new discipline of combat sports after you know being away for so long? Yeah, man. It, uh, you know, we were talking about that earlier and, and, uh, I was having a conversation with, uh, one of my coworkers and we we're saying, you know, if I was a betting man, you know, you had been off for four years, you know, you're kind of a family man. Uh, you were working, um, to come back and be able to do what you did is, is, is pretty crazy. You know, it's uh, unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it, it, it felt great though, man. You know, those years off, um, I think my body was kind of damaged for all the years of fighting and, and all the years off it, it, you know, everything was healed up. I felt very fluid. Um, I hired a personal chef to bring the weight down dieting, not, not so much cutting. Um, and, uh, the, you know, his name was Dan. So it was Dan's diet, the same guy that cowboy worked with, uh, to make his weight cut. And, uh, I don't know if it was just the food that he was cooking or, or just my body had been recovered, but man, I felt, I felt like a 20 year old kid again, man. You know, I felt great. Um, my mobility was really good. Of course, you know, I was taking, uh, you know, supplements and joint relief and all that stuff. Cause I thought I was an old man. I had to bend gay, ready to go. Everything. <laughs> Hell man, I didn't need it. You know, it, it actually felt good to get in there. Um, when I was training locally here, you know, here here in uh, Odessa and in Plainview, when I was in Texas, I was training locally, and I was training at a couple local gyms. And uh, you know, was, there was there's local talent around here. Um, they're not, of course, not 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 high level um, MMA fighters or high level boxers, but you know, there's some pretty decent guys who are, who are trying to climb the ranks. And I was doing really well against them, like a little too well actually. Um, so my confidence was like through the roof whenever I went to, uh, to the ranch with cowboy and those guys. And, uh, the first day I got there, um, man, they shot me down like, uh, I don't even know. It was, <laughs> I got the piss beat out of me, man. Reality like check. Every, yeah. Everybody there was just running through me, man. And I was like, Holy crap. So my plan was to go to the ranch for a couple weeks and then come back out here for a couple weeks and then go back out to the ranch for the last two weeks. You know, so it's going to be, it was a 10 week camp, four weeks local, six weeks, you know, where I was going to split it up between here and the ranch. And uh, after that first day, I called my wife and I was like, listen, I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere, man. If I want to win a fight, this, these are the people I got to be around. You know, everybody beat me up. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, oh, just wait till you see my face. <laughs> I FaceTimed her and she was like, that happened today? And I was like, yeah. And one day, one sparring session against five people, you know, five rounds, and this is what happened to me. And she was like, oh, yeah. Okay, you can stay. So 
we figured it all out with work and, and got everything going. So I was able to, to stay at the ranch for six weeks and, and really get ready. And uh, Cowboy was in camp, so it really helped me out. And, uh, you know, it, it turned out to be a really great thing. But, man, like you said, it, it, it was it was surreal on how well it was to be back. And then the fact that it was just all boxing um, made it even better. Yeah, you know, I was just going to say that. <clears throat> Obviously, you did the six weeks at the BMF Ranch, but it must have been really nice to just focus on your hands and not be stuffing takedowns for weeks upon weeks. Yeah, uh, getting in there, uh, you know, of course, uh, Kenya Enriquez, she's a world champion, uh, WBC uh, champion. She's uh, the ranked six pound-for-pound female fighter in the world. She was there, and... She kind of took on the uh, the task of, of working with me in cowboy boxing. And I, I don't know why it had to be a woman to teach us that we actually listened. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it just it really worked out, man. Like, I, I really, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of the other coaches, the male coaches, I'd be like, well, you get in there and spar with me. Then I'd hit them, you know, with a really good shot. And they'd be like, you know what? You punt, got really good punching power. Let's just. Let's just work on that, you know, and, and with her, she didn't care how, how hard I hit. She was like, you need technique, you know. It's like, let's forget about the old Leonard. Let's forget about all this ducking your head and just chunking punches every time you get in trouble. Let's let's get some technique in you. Let's let's work these things. And, man, like I said, she drilled it into us for, for six weeks, and then it ended up working out in the end. So it, it was great, man. But working on just straight boxing, and, you know, all the running, road work, everything that I had to do, it was a whole lot better than wrestling, man. I always hated that, and I'm glad that I'm able to compete without having it in there. Yeah, you know, last time we spoke, you told me that, you know, you were kind of tailor-made for, for bare-knuckle boxing and that you would wish it had come around earlier in your career. But now that the first fight is under your belt, does it feel like it came at the right time for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I, think I got... Uh, more uh more wisdom you know with 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 my age and i still got that you know i got that old man strength i guess is what they call it right right uh you know and 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 uh you know man i i feel great i and and uh it 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 did it definitely did it came at the right time i think uh you know getting in there and getting my feet wet with a guy like julian was the best thing and uh you know i seen today that they signed uh ardum lobob yeah uh and, uh, you know, that's an interesting fight, man. I mean, that dude scraps, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, that's, now that was something I wanted to get to here in a bit, but uh, the, the, the you guys got moved to the main event the, the day before the fight, correct? Yeah. So What happened there? We, we, uh, we show up there, and uh, we're at a press conference, and everything, like all the interviews from, from everybody, everybody, they're not – they're not talking about anybody else's fight, but mine and Julian's, you know? Right. They're like, oh, well, aren't you the, they're asking Julian, like, aren't you the, the BKB middleweight champion? Didn't you beat Jimmy Sweeney? And they're like, Leonard, you used to throw down, you know, are you ready to scrap with somebody that's been throwing down for this long? And he wants to throw down, you want to throw down. So it's like, we were, we were generating all this attention. And then the World Boxing Foundation is in Mexico, you know? So that they, they had they, they were they were present for the fight 
And they said, well, wait a minute. Are you the, uh, you're the middle BKB middleweight champion? And he was like, yeah, you know, he brings all the, you know, he brings all this stuff out. He shows them that, that that's what it was. And they're like, listen, man, all this attention and everything that's going around these two guys and, and all these questions are being directed to them. Why are they not the main event? Right. And, uh, you know, Dave, of course, responds. He says, well, you know, they're the, uh, they're the co-main because uh, the main event is for the uh, for for the title, and uh, the World Boxing Federation guy said, "Well, hell, he's the champion in England, so we don't have a Latin American champion. So I say we just sanction the bite fight, and and uh, you know we make it for for a title belt, and we make this fight the main event. And that's what makes sense to me. And uh, you know, me and Julian are sitting there listening to all this stuff going on. We're looking at each other like." God dang, I think we're going to fight for a title, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and like I said, man, it was cool between me and him. Um, it was real respectful. You know, he, he had a lot of respect for me. I had respect for him. We knew what was going to happen. You know, we knew we were going to try to take each other's heads off. So um, we, you know, we, we, we took everything and, and, and we acted professional and we knew what, what was going to happen. So, you know, when they said it was going to be for a title, we both got really excited and got, you know, got, got, got our hopes up. And, and both of us were really looking to be, you know, champions at the end of the night. But unfortunately, you know, only one person can, can, can kind of walk away with it. So it worked out that it was me. Absolutely. And, and, and what better, what better guy to, to, to finally get a, a belt like that. That's pretty cool though. So all of that came to fruition the, the week of the fight. Yeah. That day, the day before the fight, man, at the press conference is when it happened. Wow. So it was- wow. That's a nice uh, yeah. surprise. That's a nice yeah, surprise. Yeah, a, a little extra added pressure. It worked out. Now, the card was billed as USA versus Mexico, and uh, I'm wondering, what, what was it like to, for you to represent your Mexican heritage in Cancun, and what was the support like from the crowd? Man, it was it was, it was really, really, really good. Um, everything was where everything worked out, man. Uh, uh, Cancun was amazing. Uh, you know, I had a couple interviews because, you know, people know uh, – you know my 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 uh, political beliefs and 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 uh, you know I'm 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 from the states. I'm a Republican. Uh, you know a couple couple things that that people were like, man, well, how are you representing Mexico? And that's the thing. And I was like, listen, man, the people who are in Mexico and are flourishing in Mexico and living life, you know, the people who are doing the regular things and stuff, they don't they don't want to come to the United States. Yeah, our money's worth more, but man, they're living life. You know, we're in Cancun. The people that are there want to stay there. You know what I mean? They're, right. they're, they're happy. It's, you know, the border jumpers, the people who are trying to sell dope, you know, the, the people who, who, you know, are, 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 you know, have a really bad life that are trying to break the law to come over. Those are the people that have a problem. And, uh, you know, because of where we were at, I felt like, you know, wasn't a border town. You know, we're deep in Mexico. Um, the people were really supportive. You know, they, they knew the story that my great grandfather was from Mexico. You know, he crossed over the United States. He became a legal citizen. You know, of course, he then in turn had my grandfather. And then my grandfather, who was born in Waco, Texas, you know, started our family and, you know, everything else. So, they, they, you know, I got to tell that story a bunch of times. They understood why I was represented in Mexico, even though I was an American, because, you know, I was Mexican-American. So it really worked out, man. I enjoyed it. I, I, I really felt like I, I represented the country well. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they got a great main event. Uh, everybody was happy, man. So it really worked out. 
Yeah, so it sounds like you got a little bit of blowback in the beginning, but once you explained your story, everybody kind of jumped on board and, and was accepting of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, it, it was it was weird because, uh, you know, all the USA guys, uh, you know, Joe Riggs, Chris Lytle, uh, Beltron, you know, they're all like, uh, well, Beltron was on the Mexico side with me. So me and him were like, uh, this is kind of different, you know, like we're American, <laughs> we're representing Mexico. So it, it was it was kind of cool, man, you know, and, and, and the way that it worked out in the end, you know, there's got to be. It, it, it always makes for a better show or, or, or whatever, antics, selling antics when it's this side versus this side. So, man, I just ran with it, and I think it ended up being really well. Uh, I enjoyed it, um, and, and uh, you know, we ended up winning, man, so it worked out. Absolutely, and like you're saying, really cool experience for you. What I what I found out to, to be really cool as well was seeing you embrace Cowboy after the win. That was really something special. You guys have an incredible bond over the years, and it's only fitting that he was there to support you and, and watch you shine and get this title. Yeah, man. You know, it was, it was real cool. We had a we had a, a a solid training camp for his. You know, I was there for for the uh, last three weeks of his training camp, and um, you know, was really. I mean, got in there and did whatever the heck they needed me to do, man. If they needed me to shoot in on them or do other things, you know, I did the, everything that he needed to prepare for his fight. And then him able to come back and help me get ready for mine even after he had fought. You know, he didn't take very much damage in that fight. So he was able to get back and even sparred with me a week after his fight, you know, just to help me get ready. And, uh, you know, the fact that, that uh, him, Joe Schilling, and uh, Jafari and, and also – Kenya and Pato were all able to make it to the fight and actually go and support me all the way in Mexico. I mean, you know, everybody knows, man, Cowboy's my brother. And, and I mean, hell, you can tell by, you know, in, in, anytime you're around us, man, you, you know, you'll notice I'm, we don't we don't see each other as friends. You know, we're, we're, we're brothers, man. And that that's just the way it worked out. For sure. For sure. So what's next for you, man? Do you plan on defending that title anytime soon? You know, um, we're we're uh, we're working on a, on a uh, a deal right now where uh, you know middleweight may not be the right like we were talking about earlier. Right, it right. May be the right uh, the right step for me. Maybe uh, uh, lightweight and uh, maybe you know possibly even featherweight. I don't know if I ever want to cut down that low again, but um, if I could win a fifty-five title. And a 45 title, that would, you know, cement exactly what I've been saying all along. Like, this sport was tailor-made for me. Uh, it was something that, that I wish, you know, had been around for a long time. But I'd still be able to make my mark in the sport and, uh, you know, be a pioneer and show, you know, that, that that you know, this, this is exactly what I was here to do. So, um... You know, like I talked about, uh, some of the talent that they're signing now. Um, there's there's a lot of interesting fights, man. It's so many different weight classes, and uh, you know, being that 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 I have a little leverage because I am, you know, a middleweight champion. I think that leverages, you know, my 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 power to be able to ask for, you know, this fight to be for a title or that fight to be for a title right. or you know, a number one contendership type fight, you know, at that weight class or whatever it is. Um, but 
I don't, I don't see, oh man, I don't see a long, long future in this. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really tied into the company, uh, that, that, that I'm, that I'm tied to. Um, I'm like, you know, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's my bread and butter. You know, that's how I make a living. Of course. Um, is, is great. And, and, and the pay, you know, of course, with, with anything, man, it, 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 it could always, it could always be better, but you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm about to be 40. So I don't know, man. I, you know, so this I, is, I, this I, is for, for you, this is like about legacy at this point. It sounds to me like you want to go try to become, uh, maybe the first ever champ champ in yeah. bare knuckle and, and, and cement your legacy. That's it. That's it. You know, I want to, I want to be able to, 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 uh, I want those belts when I retire, you know, when, 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 if, if I'm the champion and I retire, I want people to fight for that belt and be like, man, that's the, that's the belt that Leonard held, right. you know? Uh, you know, so, so at, at this point, that's what it's more about for me, uh, more than, than actually thinking, Hey, I'm going to have a five-year run at this. I'm going to teach everybody, uh, you know, that I'm gonna that 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 this is my sport, but I mean, like I said, every fight, every fight is different. Every fight, you know, my tune may change. I might get another knockout and think, oh hell, I can do this for another five years. You know, you right. never know. It's, it's hard to walk fighting. away from that high, man. Yeah, yeah. Fighting is such a volatile sport, and uh, you know, it's one of those things, man. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be around for a long time. Maybe I'll just be around to chase uh, the the legacy of it. But at, right now, man, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm I'm ecstatic about the way the fight went. I really love the 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 style of the fight. I love the fast pace. I love the fact that it's all punches. I really enjoy it, man. So so uh, everything right now, you know, as far as the future for me. It's, I mean, it's, it's based fight to fight, I guess, is the best way to put it. Right, and it's a bright future indeed. But as far as challengers go, man, the promotion, like you're talking about, continues to sign big names. Like you mentioned earlier, they just announced uh, Artem Lobov and Jason Knight. They'll be fighting. So chances are you're going to have some great opportunities for potential matchups going forward. Um, I'm sure that, you know, assuming you can negotiate the weight class, but how cool would it be for you to fight Artem Lobov and Cowboy fights Connor. That's a really cool storyline, if you ask me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, and and uh, I mean, like I said, I, I've got I've got nothing but respect for that dude. Uh, he likes to scrap. Uh, you know, I've, 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 of course, I've never sparred with him. I've never. I think Cub fought him, so I can get a little insight from what Cub thinks about you know his fighting style. But uh, at the end of the day, man. You won't know until the guy's swinging at you and you're swinging at him, so we can say everything we want. I do. I am very interested in, in what his fight with Jason Knight is going to look like. I, I will be watching that one closely because, I mean, right away his name was the guy that jumped up on my radar for that exact reason you're talking about. Of my course. brother's fighting. You know, my brother's fighting his brother, so, uh, you know, we might have to become, might become a family affair. So. <laughs> Well, like I said, man, I think that would be the perfect storyline. That's the no-brainer fight to make. Assuming he gets past Jason Knight, I mean, you got to make that fight. It's a no-brainer for me. But give us your thoughts on on, uh, the matchup between Cowboy and Connor. 
Um, what an incredible matchup it will be, and a long overdue payday for Cowboy, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, at the end of the day, uh, if it is for the interim title, the way that it's been rumored, um, you know, that's something that, that's, that's gotten away from Cowboy uh, time and time again. I think uh, right now with his head where it's at, uh, life being the way it is, and uh, his ability peaking at the right time, I think it's it's perfect timing for him. Um, Connor, I mean, hell, Connor's Connor. That dude is going to bring the fight to anybody, you know what I mean? And right. he's dangerous. The dude hits, I don't know. Like I said, I've never been hit by him, but I, I've seen what he's done. I mean, what he did to Aldo was amazing. And, uh, you know, several other guys, man, have fallen short uh, every time he lands punches. Uh, so, is it a dangerous fight? Hell yes. Would Cowboy have it any other way? Hell no. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I think uh, uh, timing is, is everything. I think this fight is happening at the perfect time. And, uh, it, you know, when, when, when it does go down, if it is for the title, um, the interim title, you know, to, to be able to fight Khabib. I mean, you talked about paydays. Um, Cowboy could set himself up, man, in them two fights and, and, and really – uh, not only cement himself, his legacy, and 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 really put a stamp on his career, but also you know set his family up, man, and 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 put himself in a situation where, uh, whatever he decides to do in life after that, will be you know decisions that he he can you know he can make good decisions, he can make you know not so great decisions, but he's got the options to be able to do what he wants to right, right. set up financially and i mean who doesn't want that for their own brother you know absolutely the the luxury of of being set up for life and you make a great point there because you know everybody talks about like uh, let's say motivated bj penn sea level kane velasquez i he- i keep hearing more and more people talk about this and i agree with them 100 percent. cowboy after having a child is something to behold man yeah absolutely man uh you you know you see it in him you you guys you guys see it in him when we're, when he's fighting. We see it in him at home, man. Even right. in camp, uh, you know, it's just it, it definitely switched something in him. And and I mean, hell, that's 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 the best thing in the world, man. That's what you want. You want that motivation. On the same token, you know, Connor's got that same thing going. So true. Um, and you know, it's just it, like I said. I think I think timing for both guys. It's really gonna work out and. Uh, I, I think uh, it's it's definitely the fight to make. I know Connor's been making waves, uh, making announcements about, you know, he he tweeted something about Cowboy, and now he's tweeting something about Nate Diaz, um, which is good for us, man, because he's trying to put his hands in too many pots, and uh, you know, you can't do that, man. You got to worry about the task in front of you, and 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 then you deal with that. Right now, I think Cowboy's the task in front of him. And uh, he's going to have a hard time dealing with that. For sure, for sure. Well, I certainly hope that fight gets made, and I certainly hope that you can fight Artem around the same time. But uh, listen, Leonard, always appreciate your time, man, and uh, always a pleasure speaking with you. In conclusion, tell all the fans out there what they can expect from you this year in 2019 with Bare Knuckle Boxing. Well, I guys expect exactly what you've seen. Uh, you know, you. I mean, every time they, they told me, man, I think your fight was the most exciting fight of the night. And I was like, man, I guess that's kind of my MO. So uh, <laughs> you guys know what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get in front of somebody. And I'm going to put myself in the danger zone because I want to get him out of there. And, 
you know that's that's what the fans pay for you know they 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 want to see they want to see two guys in danger zone they want to see who comes out the best that's what i'm going to give you every time so uh 2019 man expect you know a couple more exciting fights and then uh we'll we'll see what happens and we'll see if we're still in it in 2020 and uh We'll keep talking from then on. <laughs> Absolutely. It certainly has been your bread and butter all along. And I got to tell you, brother, this all couldn't have happened to a better guy. I'm very happy for you and, and about everything here and how it's all playing out with this new adventure for you. I look forward to plenty more success from Bad Boy Garcia. Much love, and we'll catch up again soon, man. All right, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Have a great night, bud. You too, buddy. Later. You guys got to love Bad Boy. Great individual, awesome fighting style, truly a fan favorite and a warrior at heart. Got a lot of love for the guy, worked with him for many years. Very exciting prospects for potential matchups going forward for him. Again, Artem Lobov, while Cowboy Cerrone is getting ready for Conor McGregor, that would be an incredible storyline. But that's it for us for this episode, Penn Nation. We'll be back in a few days with more great guests, more great conversations, BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, follow the website on social media, set up alerts, stay up to date in the sport that you love, a mixed martial arts. Everything you crave from the sport you love, BJPenn.com. We have got you covered, guys. Until next time, my friends, peace out, everybody.